Welcome to Uncut, the makers podcast in partnership with Faf, with hosts Alice, Atia, and Juliet. Hello and welcome back. I hope you're doing well today. I'm joined by a special guest today and my ladies, Alice and Atia. Hey girls. Girls? Hey ladies. (laughs) Women. (laughs) Girls, you're ladies. (laughs) How are you today? Yeah, good thanks. How are you? I'm well, thank you. Atia, what have you been up to? Oh, I've finally managed to do some sewing yesterday. So Ah, I feel like I haven't done any proper sewing for at least two or three weeks which is quite a long time for me. Yeah, because yeah. I've just not been getting any time to do it for some reason. Mm. And also because I was fasting, I was just a bit, like usually the evenings I do a bit, but at the moment I'm just like, no, can't do anything mm. else in the evening. So yeah, so I started making a Nina Lee, well, I can't remember the name of the dress now. It's not the Q dress, it's the other dress. Park Lane? Measures. Yes, Park Lane dress. So I started making that yesterday. So I've just got the, I've done the bodice and the skirt and I've just got the sleeves and the neck facing Ooh. to go. Is this a Liberty fabric? It is, think? yeah. It's a Liberty silk satin from oh. Minerva and it is really nice to use. I mean, I thought it would be sort of slipping all over the place, but it's yeah. actually really nice to use. And the drape, is, with that shape of that dress, it, it just oh. works really nicely. I think I saw a bit of a story on your feed, on your Instagram stories about you wanting to add a bit of, was it a lacy, a cotton? Yeah. So what happened is when I went to McCulloch and Wallace a couple of weeks ago, I picked up this really nice wide lace border Mm -hmm. and I thought, oh, I'll use that to make a a collar without thinking that, okay, how am I going to do the curve with the, you know, the scalloped edge? Absolutely. But then what I did was I cut one but I forgot that I'd have to gather it to make the curve. Mm. So now it's a bit small and it's going to be Fenora instead. Oh. <laughs> but, the, <laughs> but the extra fabric that was left over from the, you know, the non-scalloped edge part, I yeah. just cut that into the Tilly free collar pattern. And then I'm going to add an extra smaller lace for the frill. Yeah. So I think that will be quite nice, mm. but I have to get a bit more of the lace for the frill because I think I need about two and a half meters and I only bought one. Oh, yeah. So, Oh, yeah, but I think that will back. actually, yeah, I think it'll work really well with that dress as well. So looking forward to seeing how that turns out. Ah, yeah, so are we. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, I've been well. I've just been getting by, recovering from a very bad phase of intense headaches at the back of my head, like pain at the back of my head. But I'm much better now and yeah, ready for yeah. the new week. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, today... We are going to be having a chat about the evolution of craft blogging. And we know from many, many years ago, right at the beginning of when social media became a thing and blogging, we've had quite, we had, you know, we've had lots of people set up blogs as hobbies and then take it on to become proper careers, right? So we're just Mm. going to talk about the evolution of craft blogging today. And we're joined by the amazing Zoe. (laughs) Zoe, would you like to introduce yourself to our listeners, please? (laughs) Thank you so much for inviting me to be on your lovely podcast. My name is Zoe. I am a sewing blogger. I've been blogging at Sozo What Do You Know for about 13 years, I think. I'm also the inventor and host of the Challenge Me Made May. Yes. And I am also a sewing teacher. Uh, though I haven't done it since lockdown, and I'm pretty obsessed with sewing. (laughs) (laughs) 
Wow, 13 years. I know. Oh, wow. I'm so proud of myself that I've stuck mm-hmm. to something yes. for 13 years. <laughs> yeah. Consistency. Talk about consistency. Yeah, so that's, that's just so cool. Thank you so much for coming on and like joining us on you know, this conversation because we wanted to really get into it and talk about how things have changed, your experiences, and what you hope would happen in the future yeah. of Club Croft Blogging. This season is in partnership with FAF Sewing Machines and we want to take a moment to have a chat about maintaining our sewing machines and how we're getting along really with our sewing machines in general. Would you ladies, any, any tips for maintaining your sewing machines and looking after them, keeping them working um, hard for us? I think I'm a bit guilty here of not <laughs> taking as good care as I should, but I do take the bobbin out and like you know give it all a good dusting you can take the whole casing out and with the tiny little almost like a mini broom isn't it the little brush Mm -hmm. that's always satisfying and you see how much comes out of it is really bad yeah 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 so i mean sorry no i was gonna say i'm a bit like alice i'll just not do very much until (laughs) it becomes urgent and then try and sort out yeah i got i used once i used my daughter's pipe cleaner to reach inside and really get all the you know the little lint and dust on the uh-huh. inside out and ever since i always have just a little stash of short pipe cleaners well, that's really interesting yeah. I, I suppose that's kind of what they're for yeah probably, <laughs> ending like into a mini, little <laughs> mini chimney yeah. sweep yeah. yeah so i use that's it interesting i might give that a try and you can dispose of them you know so mm. i always have a so you know they come in length like pencil length yeah. So what I do is I cut them, cut them in half, and have a little stash away, and mm-hmm. use it to clean the machine whenever I think I need to get my machine clean. So yeah, yeah. so um, yeah, that's my take on maintaining sewing machines. Also, actually, I must say, looking after my sewing machine because the sewing machine I'm using came with a pack of needles or two packs of needles, and I haven't been changing my sewing needles, my sewing machine needles as regularly as I should. And mm. I read somewhere that you should actually use one sewing machine needle <laughs> per project. Yeah. Oh, I don't do that at all. Yeah. <laughs> In fact, I, I sewed those little washable paper planters and I'm sure pap- paper's probably not a good thing for your needles. Yeah. And then I sewed my Liberty silk dress <gasps> with the same needle. <laughs> but I think it was fine, actually. Yeah. I, I very rarely change my needle unless it breaks. Yeah. yeah. Really? <laughs> yeah. What I do, and because if, if you're changing just... the fabric type as well, mm. like putting in a ballpoint needle and stuff. Mm, no, no, not, not really. <laughs> sewing rebel (laughs) the other thing i was going to mention is that the oil do you use oil in your machine i don't think i meant to put oil in mine the one i'm Mm. using my faf machine Mm -hmm. but i think it's meant to be done when they get sent in for service servicing so yeah you you can do it yourself as a general maintenance but i'm I'm a bit scared to do it I, i need to watch a youtube tutorial to see how to do it properly so i'm not like throwing oil in the machine yeah well i had a problem recently with my overlocker which is quite old it's probably about 10 years old and it just jammed completely it just wouldn't do any like you couldn't turn the wheel at all Hmm. so i thought it was just like you know oh no i'll have to buy myself a new overlocker (laughs) (laughs) but then i got some oil and it was like magic like i just 
put a drop in and immediately it was fine. Exactly. It was amazing. <laughs> so that's my top tip that if you know, if it's something's not working, it might be the oil that needs, that's needed. Yes. Oh, where did you put it though? In the, what, in think, what mechanism? What bit? I think it was just the bit that was under the foot. Right. You just a little okay. drop of it. Yeah. Just literally yeah. a really small drop. Okay. But I would advise some, you know, seek some professional advice. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But your sewing machine had worked. Not your sewing machine, your overlocker had worked so hard. So it probably needed a little bit of oiling. We hope these tips and tricks are useful for you in your sewing journey. And we want to say a huge thanks to Faf for partnering with us in this season of Uncut. yeah how did you get into making crafting you know crafting oh my goodness okay origin story I'll make it quick so basically my mum and my nan were seamstresses so although it was their job it wasn't really their passion but it was always kind of around in our home and so I was always quite crafty and quite kind of creative as a, a kid and a teenager and I tried a whole loads of different kind of disciplines and eventually I kind of came back around to sewing and I ended up doing a fashion design degree and then after university I did some other stupid stuff for a while and then I got into working in the clothing industry for a while but I was always making my own stuff at home you know on the side like mainly accessories but also clothes and then I kind of got sick of working in the clothing industry because I could see how unsustainable it was. Um. That wasn't really a word that we were using particularly at the time. And that was at the time where I was really starting to get into making my own stuff. And I discovered wardrobe refashion. Do you know that blog? Mm. From back yeah, it was there. a challenge. Was it a challenge that used to happen? No, it was, oh, a, it was something a community else. blog. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was a bit like so retro. It was one of the ones you could you could con- contribute to, and it was about sewing and refashioning your own clothes. I had a real kind of like DIY kind of energy, and I just got I just really fell in love with that. And that was kind of the infancy of the online sewing community, really. Mm-hmm. And I was getting more and more into that at the time where I was really hating what I was kind of experiencing at work, and they were kind of going <laughs> like that. And then I ended up around that time, yeah, starting my own my own sewing blog, oh. which wasn't necessarily going to be a sewing blog initially, hence the stupid name that it has, mm-hmm. which I've kind of been lumbered with ever since. But yeah, so I started it thinking like, oh, it'll be just like a general kind of like diary, but it, it quite quickly became kind of focused on sewing. And then shortly after starting it I moved to Spain and that's when I ended up having quite a lot more time to devote to sewing and really getting into garment sewing yeah yeah and I've kind of it's kind of been you know there's been times when I've had more time to devote to it and there's been times when I've had less time to devote to it but it yeah it's been going ever since wow and have you seen because from what I've heard from other people who have blogged for a long time the kind of community aspect on the blog itself so with people commenting directly on there has that changed a lot over the years and your kind of yeah, yeah completely that was when there was just like a handful of sewing blogs you know it was quite easy to check up on most of them you know mm. like during your lunch hour or something <laughs> 
and yeah you could see what everyone was up to and you could definitely have com- more conversations like within the comments mm. of the posts in fact that was the only real way to interact you know at the time because we didn't have instagram we didn't really have flickr you know so it was it was yeah it was really about having conversations in the comments and discussions and stuff which was really nice and then yeah in fact recently i've always had quite a lot of like spam in my comments you know and then mm. about about six months ago, I just had to make the decision to switch the comments off. Oh, which oh. was yeah. really sad. Mm. I was really sad about it because it's always been, you know, it's always felt like a back and forth, you know, mm. blogging. Mm. And then having to switch the comment because literally like any genuine comment would just get completely buried by literally yeah. maybe 50 comments per day you mm. know of spam even though I tried setting up all the filters and all the mm. tickets if you're not a robot and all this yeah and I had to I had to switch them off because all the genuine comments were just completely getting buried anyway and that felt like a really sad kind of st- sad evolution in a way you know that mm. it, you know, the blogs themselves were no longer I mean it hadn't really been for a while but it was yeah it was really like a kind of turning point I guess yeah, yeah. I suppose yeah. the conversation can be had elsewhere now though so it's different from if that had been 10 years ago exactly exactly that's why like I was okay to do it but it did feel like oh yeah it's really changed you know Mm. and now yeah all the conversations generally are happening on Instagram aren't they Mm. yeah absolutely yeah did you moderate your comments as well or did you just couldn't I just couldn't there were so many Uh, yeah I think be probably being a well-known blog you just become a target for for spammers, yeah, unfortunately. Exactly. I think yeah. just, yeah, being there for a while, it just really got clogged up. So that was a shame. But yeah, but it's so nice to, most people are on Instagram probably now, aren't they, from, yeah. from the sewing community. So I don't even really know if anyone reads my blog anymore. They do, they do. Do you know what your stats are for your blog? Do you know, like, no, say... I haven't checked them for years, no. to be honest. Okay. Part of it is... I mean, I still like to post on there from time to time because I think it gives you, you get a lot more space mm. in a sense. It mm. sounds weird, but you know, you can include a lot more images without them getting buried. You can really put in a lot more detail because you're not limited, you know, to like, yeah, word characters or whatever. Yeah, mm. exactly. So you can really like, if you want to share a lot of information about, you know, about your project, about any alterations you made, or you want to do a tutorial <laughs> or something like that, I think it's really still a good place for that. Yeah. And then I like <clears> to, you know, kind of like a, make a smaller version and have that on Instagram and say, you know, if you want to learn more about this mm, or see the full thing the or more images, mm. then, you know, the links in my bio, you know, mm. please go and check it out. So yeah, I, I think yeah. that they can work, you know, side by side quite nicely, mm. you know. Yeah, when you did, I actually used, went to your blog when you did your Thelma boiler suit post. Oh, I loved yours. It was, it was amazing. Yeah, thank you. But it was really helpful for the sizing because sometimes when I'm on Instagram and trying to find out something about like what size I should make, it's so you have to like trawl through the whole yeah. all the hashtags yeah. try and work it out and often people haven't even mentioned it anyway so it was yeah. really really helpful yeah, just so. so you are limited aren't you yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. unless you yes. message people individually and then that's really yeah because yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. like blogs give you more, give you more information but instagram is more visual just to give you yeah. and also the, the blog, yeah. blog is there forever whereas as in like yeah. you know you can find the content again easily whereas on instagram you can't search instagram the same way 
So it's really useful as an actual record of yeah of that's well. exactly why I do it I think I, because I mean there was a time when before I had kids that I was blogging quite a lot like two or three times a week and not just talking about something but kind of talking about you know some slightly Life more stuff. stuff as well yeah. yeah and stuff that's going on with me and how I was feeling about stuff and I just kind of thought then when I did have kids like I you know if I had a record of like my mum's life in her words mm of you know a decade before I was born I would love that I would love that as a thing to to read you know so I kind of I guess there is part of it now that I do still like to keep it going for my kids yeah yeah you know I never ever thought about it in that sense but yeah blogs are really I think they're they're a treasure I mean Mm. that's a nice way to say yeah completely like a treasure yeah Yeah. Yeah. actually about 15 years ago we all me and all my sort of family circle we all used to have a blog but it's just literally basically a lot of us were sort of traveling away and and things like that so we lived in Egypt for three months and like when I was studying and my sister was there and basically when we look back at those ones I mean most of them they're not online anymore but it was just so interesting like 10 years later just seeing what we were talking about and and just those funny little things that you've forgotten about so yeah. it was, it was yeah. really and it's nice. something that can be accessed with, you know because you could have made a scrapbook or you could have written a diary or something but that can easily get lost or put up in the attic and you can't access mm. it yeah. easily and you've got that and any of your family members can can go mm. and check on mm. it and that's so lovely yeah. Yeah. actually yeah you just made me think so when my sister went traveling it might have been in like maybe 2001 or like early days like before blogging and stuff was mainstream and I remember her saying, oh, I found this thing. There's like this online diary you can do online. <laughs> so I'm <laughs> like going to write it. on it. And, you, and we were like, oh, my God. So we can read that while we're at home. And you're in Australia. It just seems like this. We couldn't get our minds around it. Yeah. <laughs> it's an online diary. Who would have thought? And I remember her saying, yeah, it's called a blog. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and then and it went from blogging to vlogging. People then moved on yeah. to videos. I remember seeing a video of do you remember that that viral video of Charlie bit my finger? Yeah. <laughs> so, so Zoe, did, did you watch it? Oh, no, I did. Many, many years ago. And it was a way for people to share videos rather than the written, you know, the blogs and the mm. photos. So people would share videos of like, you know, like many little home videos. So family members in, you know, in other parts of the world could see what was going on in their lives and see their grandkids, you know, for grandparents and stuff. Yeah. yeah so, I mean, it used to be that, but now it isn't that anymore. And, you know, it was still that for some people, but yeah, it's kind of veered away yes. from what you see. Yeah. I suppose That's... now everyone's got, or not everybody, but a lot of people have got WhatsApp or FaceTime that you, you mm, can yes. see your family members far yes. away a bit easier now, yes. can't you? Yeah. Yeah. And you, you just reminded you that, like, I mean, what do you think, Zoe, about sort of how polished blogging has become? Like, do you have any sort of views on that? Because, <laughs> you know, it used to be like quite a natural kind of, you know, just take a picture of what you're doing. Yeah. And now it's all quite glossy. But I mean, I'm, yeah. you know, I'm guilty of that myself sometimes. Like, I'm not going to post it until it's absolutely perfect. But yeah, I mean, like, yeah, you're the pro, though. <laughs> I think at some point you've just got to decide for yourself like where you're going to draw your line in the sand you know like how much editing ability you have how much time you've got and yeah once I discovered like contrast and brightness things changed quite a lot. <laughs> 
I suppose you must be able to see the difference in your own photography. Oh God, yeah. Just for how far digital cameras or camera phones have come. Totally, totally. Like you can barely see my photos when I was like, <laughs> they're like this big and just dark and. <laughs> And then, yeah, my, my then boyfriend, now husband, sat me down and talked to me through contrast and brightness and a little bit of Photoshop. And I was like, oh, wow. and everything got like, a lot better. Then I realised that I could actually make the images much bigger and that looked better. So, yeah, you can definitely see an evolution. But mm. that's quite nice as well, isn't it? Like, I'm, I'm not mm. pretending that it's always been slick. <laughs> it's mm. always been lovely and not that it is now. But, yeah. in fact, one of the reasons I haven't, I've just moved. I moved about a month ago and I haven't got, I can't find the right like wall in my house to stand again. So I haven't taken any photos of my more recent make. So I guess that now I've got, yeah, like a level like that I expect Mm, to be able to see the details of my garment. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I was going to ask you about (laughs) the hot topic, me made May. <laughs> How did it come about? It's such. I mean, I've, I've been participating ever since I. Well, well, I think it was my second or third year into sewing. Yeah, and yeah, cool. it's it's just been oh such an inspiration. But it's, how did it all start? Going for about twelve years now, I think, in various forms. Like it's really changed. Like like the kind of whole online sewing community has changed as well. Like it's kind of gone hand in hand with that. Like it started on blogs. Mm. So it was actually very, the very, very first one was actually a me made March, which I was just doing on my own. So it was kind of, I'd been really getting into garment sewing and I'd really kind of pushed myself to try lots of different types of garment, like undies and coats and things that were a little bit more challenging and wrapping my head around like Jersey fabric and stuff. Mm. And so I'd really started to build up like quite a nice, like kind of amount of, of handmade clothes, but there was, i still had a bit of a disconnect between like real clothes and the clothes that I had made, you know? <laughs> so I found that, yeah. And then I got really inspired by an artist called Nash, Natalie Pershwitz. I think that's her name. Anyway, it's on the blog <laughs> back in the day. And she was very much coming at it from an art. She was an artist, but she made these self-made clothes and shoes and stuff. For, that had a really distinctive kind of look and she was doing a challenge where she was wearing just those for a year and I was really inspired by that I was thinking like wow like she's relying on her things she's made you know mm. and I was like ah oh, you know something really clicked they're like that's what I need to do I need to mm. just see if like, I need to like push myself in at the deep end in a way like I don't know really now it didn't make sense now why I felt so passionately about that at the time but I did so I challenged myself to only wear things that I'd made myself for the month, excluding like bras, shoes, socks and tights. But I'd made <laughs> everything else. And I did it and it was it was really fun, but it was freezing cold because I was living in Spain, but still March is chilly. And I only had like two warmish garments, which I just <laughs> rotate. So it was not very stylish, but it was really fun. And I was really, really proud of myself. So I said to my blog, like, I'm going to try this again in a slightly warmer month. I'm going to try this again in May because I like the alliteration. Does anyone want to join me? And so once again, it was a time where everyone was really kind of just communicating through the comments and stuff. And I kind of thought that there might be just like a handful of people that we can all like check each other's blogs, you know, but it ended up being about 70 people or something. So it was a little bit larger than I expected, but most people were doing what I then called me made May light where like you could just wear one garment a day. 
and everyone loved it and had loads and loads of fun and then it took a year or two for it to end up as a yearly thing like we tried some other I think there was a self-stitch September in there at some point Mm -hmm. so after a couple of years it ended up just being in May every year and then that's really progressed as well in the way that that's kind of not progressed but developed in the way that that's been experienced and the interaction has happened so when it got really big and it and it kind of it kept growing and it was becoming unfeasible to try and connect with people through blogs because there was like hundreds of people so then it kind of I mean, obviously the challenge itself is a personal challenge. And what I'm talking about is the documentation of the challenge. So whether or not people choose to take photos and share of them, that's what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about the challenge itself. So in terms of the documentation of the challenge, Flickr became kind of a little hub for a few years. And that was really good because you could comment and there was like, what do you call it? Like There was like a chat section where you could start you could discuss themes or people Mm. could you know discuss like our patterns or whatever but Flickr Um, was more like little albums wasn't it was it that you'd upload you could have groups as well album and then you could there'd be like groups as well so you could yeah you'd have your own yeah like album and then you Mm. could upload certain images to like the groups so Mm. yeah we had Uh, yeah. yeah yeah and then we had these fun things where every friday we did like a little silly photo challenge so we'd vote on the theme. So it might be like food or stripes or a colour or twirling or <laughs> your hometown or there'd be something that you didn't have to, but you could incorporate into your documentation photo of your challenge if you wanted to. And that was really, really fun. And it was like a, a fun way to kind of yeah get a little bit more inside people's lives and to see, you know, people all around the world, like how they were how they were experiencing their challenges and, yeah. and how they live their lives. It was really fun. And then, yeah, like Flickr kind of went away slightly as Instagram came. Wow. And, mm. Yeah, I guess the documentation side of it is largely on Instagram now. Yeah. That yeah, it's got, um, blowing up. <laughs> uh, it's got 186,000 posts. I can't even wow. deal with it. I can't <laughs> even deal with it. I'm finding it quite overwhelming. <laughs> yeah, do, do you find most people, I mean, do you feel p- people are aware that you were the one that started it or it's just become a general community? No, I don't know. I know a lot of people do because they tag me every day mm. into their mm. posts, which is lovely. I feel a bit bad sometimes I go on my Instagram and there's so many people have tagged me. I can't go and look. I haven't got time mm. to go and look yeah. And, yeah. on everybody, which I feel really bad about because I really appreciate it that people mm. want to, you know, include me and, and, mm. and share there. Their mm. documentation. I don't know. I guess there's probably a lot of people that that don't know I started it, and that's fine. Also, I think that there's probably a lot of people, although less so now, that people because a lot of the time I think people were thinking that me made is just about taking photos in something you've made, and it's not. It's about improving your relationship with your wardrobe by setting your own pledge, you know, mm. and whether or not you choose to share that mm. pictorially is up to you but so I think a lot of people yeah just think it's just about taking a photo and, and a lot of people say like oh you know I do that anyway I may as well take part like, no that's not the point the point is challenging yourself <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if people have 
<laughs> if people have the relationship that they want with their handmade wardrobe and they're happy with, you know, with what they wear and, you know, then, you know, it's not compulsory. You don't have to take mm. part. And there's probably a lot of people that get super annoyed in May where their feeds get clogged up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not what I came here for, for this month. So I probably ruined Instagram for a, for a little No. <laughs> I actually really liked seeing the different, you know, pictures on my feed on for, on the first of may <laughs> there were lots mm. of beautiful like different because on the first day people introduced themselves i think yeah oh oh i actually was gonna ask i remember many maybe two four five years ago did you ever have like a prompt for each day of of the month did you ever do that no, i didn't me do made that may. that was okay. i didn't do that on me made may no okay as i said yeah. we had those kind of on the fleet in the flicker days yeah. yeah i thought maybe somebody else came up with that I yeah. don't know if they do. Yeah, then there's a few cool. challenges like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. It's a yeah. lot. It's a lot to organise, and I don't know if I can. Yeah, I think I prefer. <laughs> I think I prefer not having a daily prompt because then you yeah. think, oh, what on earth am I going to post? Yeah, about? and I don't yeah. want people to feel that they have mm. to post every day anyway. Mm. You know, like. Mm everyone's busy everyone's got loads of stuff and some people might not want to post and that is absolutely fine and I don't want people you know feeling like they need to mm, yeah yeah it's such a low pressure challenge yeah. which I think you always really emphasize brilliantly mm. is that it's just a, it's like a personal development thing just mm. take mm. it at your own pace yeah, yeah yeah and everyone's got different things going on haven't they you know some people mm. are having a tough time some people are you know are fine and <laughs> all sorts <laughs> absolutely well we've been talking about the evolution of blogging and we've got well we're all bloggers here we've all got blogs Mm. and then we've got a blog that is also well they're not a blog they started off as as bloggers but they evolved into sewing pattern hub and we're speaking about the fold line who are our sponsors our co-sponsors of today's episode Mm. and they are going to be organizing the sewing weekender the Sewing Weekender, I know. The Sewing mm-hmm. Weekender is going to be happening online for a second year this year on the 12th of June till the 13th of June. So Saturday, 12th of June to Sunday, 13th of June. And the event will take place online again, like I said, and it will feature two days of online content for people to watch and participate in. I actually did attend one of the Sewing Weekenders when it happened in person and it was so cool and mm-hmm. I attended the last year's one which was online and I don't know what your experiences are with attending in person or online weekend or ev- sewing sort of events what's, what's mm-hmm. your experience um yeah I think the thing with this it's just brilliant I think one of the kind of positive things that perhaps has come out of the last year is that pushing things online mm. means more people can join mm. in because I couldn't ever go to the the in-person one in Cambridge for like various reasons but now I'm kind of like oh yay I can finally join in yeah. <laughs> and actually attend one yeah so really looking forward to it there's so many good speakers Atia you're one Atia. of them you? <laughs> yeah don't, don't ask about that yet because I haven't thought of what <laughs> no I was looking at the lineup though it's so good really really yeah. excited yeah, and really there's still good. the community side of it so you can it's mm. not like you're just sitting there watching Mm. talks yeah, online. And, this. and they're raising lots of money for great causes as well which yeah. is amazing mm. the charities are the black curriculum refuge and fine sale work so it's really good causes they're going to be series of informal vlogs from bloggers and makers and then you'd have longer talks live zoom session help set like 
live Zoom sewing help sessions, online workshops. And yeah, there'll be so much, there's so much going on. It's going to be amazing. The tickets are actually live. They started, yeah, they went on, Mm. they're live now. And by the time you're listening to it, it'll still be live for you to purchase and book yourself a weekend without the kids or without any distractions. (laughs) So you can get some much needed self-care time. I think this is self-care, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Definitely. Yeah, it's nice to have dedicated time you know if you've got something like an event then you can say that this is actually now my sewing time otherwise you feel like you're stealing time from other things or like family time or whatever it is Mm. yeah 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 I want to set the time aside as if I were going away for it absolutely and just say I'm not in this house this weekend (laughs) 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 and last year there were attendees from 37 countries and I wonder if you're going to be one of the people attending this year so yes thank you very much for sponsoring this week's episode the fold line and I know that it's going to be an amazing event and Atia I cannot wait to watch you yeah (laughs) pressure (laughs) um, the website to get your tickets is thefoldline.com yes thank you yeah thank you okay so zoe (laughs) it's just been so so cool speaking to you and listening to your experiences with blogging and i was gonna ask about your experiences being a sewing teacher teaching people how to sew right create their own garments i know you've not been teaching like since the since lockdown or since lockdown yeah. yeah but previously i was teaching for about eight years i think wow in places yeah I, I started out teaching at so over it in clapham what did you yeah i was there oh. for a year or two i can't remember then i went on maternity leave and then i, oh, I was t- I'm t- a lot of places i was teaching at tilly and the buttons I did a, a lot of those classes for a couple of years mm. and went on maternity leave again. <laughs> <laughs> and then I was also teaching Wendy Ward's sewing school in Brighton before mm. she moved. Mm. And then most recently I was teaching in Eastbourne at Little Miss So-and-So, which is now moved. So even if I was to go back teaching, they're not there now. People <laughs> so, oh. oh, yeah. yeah. stop having babies and moving. Oh, I very much stopped having babies. Don't worry about that. <laughs> That's done. So what are your plans now? Do you think we can go back to well, teaching? I don't know. I don't know. I've got a few irons in the fire. Mm. Um, which I'm, yeah. But I mean, at the moment, like, you know, my kids are still really young. Like My little boy hasn't started school yet. So I still... <laughs> need to be at home quite a lot I also part-time work for Fabric Godmother so I'm there occasionally which is now within walking distance so that's cool and yeah I just want to do more stuff online as well as we speak I'm about to re-release my free undies pattern which has been completely overhauled and I'm really pleased with how that's going I'm really excited to share that so I've I've extended the sizing like a lot because mm. it was a very limited because literally I, I did it about nine years ago I think mm. so you know yeah I've, I've got a lot better at grading since then <laughs> so mm. it's now got a couple of variations and I've graded it from I think 32 inch hip which is like teenage size mm. right up to 50 inch hip 
and I've completely rehauled the instructions so they're loads better, much clearer photos, loads more information. So I'm really excited that that's been taking any tiny little bit of free time. Yeah. I've been working on that. So hopefully people will come and check that out as well. When, uh, when Do you have an idea of when it will be released yet? Hopefully oh. this week. This week. Oh, oh, wow. as okay. Yes. Yeah, good. Yeah. Just, good. Um, the, the, the digitization has happened thanks to the lovely Claire. So incidentally, she's, she's done that for me. She's amazing. So yeah, so I'm just polishing up the last touches on the instructions and then it will be ready to release next week. So that's exciting. That might just be my first pair of knickers that I made for myself. Oh, really? (laughs) We've spoken about sewing knickers, I think, quite a few times. (laughs) We we need to do it now. Do it, yeah. (laughs) Oh, So where can people find you then, Zoe? (laughs) Well, they can find me still at my blog. So, so what do you know? Dot blogspot dot well at blogs no dot blogspot dot com is it? Okay, something yeah. like that. And I'm on Instagram at sozo blog. Cool. Don't do Twitter. <laughs> oh, right. <Yeah. laughs> thank you so 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 much for thank you so thank much. You. Thank, thank you. you. We really enjoyed having you on board today, and wish you all the best with it. And thank you. Yeah. Thanks everyone for joining us today, and we would see you we will see you i keep saying that it's the third <laughs> season stop saying that we will yeah, we hope to join you. you we will join you next week <laughs> on monday next week enjoy the rest of your day everyone take care bye everyone bye bye, bye. bye.